Thank you for joining us. It's our mission to restore hope and make a positive difference in your life today. Remember to hit subscribe so you can be the first to know when we release new content. Let's go now to today's message. Turn to your Bibles, Revelation chapter number four, verse one. I got to do this fast and I promise you that I'm not going to take all of your day. And I don't even know what I'm going to get out because, you know, when you are leaning on the way of the spirit, your ideas go out the window and his ideas begin to stir in your heart, your spirit. And I write things down, but a lot of times the stuff I write down, you never hear. Why? Because I'm trying to hear with the Spirit. Revelation chapter number 4, verse 1. We're going to start, and it says, are you there? Yes, sir. And it says, after these things, and it's not on the screen, but it's in your Bible. So if you got a Bible. <laughs> after these things, I looked, and behold, a door. Somebody shout, a door. What was he called? The door. Standing. Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Think about that. After these things, I looked and behold a door standing open. Amanda's already declared it. He shuts the doors. He opens the doors in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, how many knows when he's with you, he's speaking with you. Oh, my goodness. I just caught that one right there. He's speaking with me. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's speaking with me. He's not only speaking to me, he's speaking with me. My goodness. Saying, come up. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, it's time for you to step up. You've been on low planes long enough. Come on, somebody. God called you more than, than the mediocre place that you have been remaining. Step up. Turn to your neighbor and say, step up. There's a sound calling you up to step up. There's a sound calling you up to step up. And the Bible says, I will show you things which must take place after this. Somebody shout immediately. I was in the spirit. Immediately, I was in the spirit. Why? Because there was a door. His name is Jesus. Immediately, you want to get to in the spirit, get to Jesus. Come on, somebody. You want to get in the spirit, get in his word. You want to get in the spirit, open your ears to hear what the prophet's saying. Come on, somebody. You want to get in the spirit, you got to be intentional to hear what God is saying. And the Bible says, immediately I was in the spirit and behold, a throne set in the heaven and one set on the throne. Somebody say, there's only one there. One that was on the throne and he who sat there was like this, watch this, a, a jasper, a uh, sar sardius stone. There was a jasper stone and a sardius stone. We're going to go back to that, but let's just get through it so that we can get to it. Amen. <laughs> There's a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance, and there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were 24 thrones, and on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting clothed in white. Somebody say white. They were in white robes representing the purity of God. And they 
had crowns of gold on their heads. Somebody shout that their reward. And from the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. What does that say that with me? The seven spirits of God. Seven spirits of God. Before the throne, there was a sea of glass like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were the living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. Heavenly Father, I ask right now that you would bless this word, bless the time remaining, and God help me to do this timely and effectively, Father. Open our ears from this moment forward, and we'll never fail to give you all the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I love every time, and I'm partial, and she's my wife, but every time, Pastor Amanda, in this season that you grab this microphone, Something very powerful comes out of you, and I'm so thankful for you. I want you to know that. I know I'm your husband, but I, I really am. I'm thankful, man. I, I'm so thankful that, you know, apostolic ministry always kind of connects to prophetic ministry. And I didn't know what that even meant when I first started this church, but I'm starting to learn some things. And uh, it's, it's a proven fact that an apostle will marry a prophet. So, uh, well, there you have it. Um, this has puzzled me today because I want to talk about the stones just for a few moments. These stones that were in the Old Testament times in the, in the vests of the priest, in the breastplate, uh, the ephod, there was these stones that were in the vest, in the, 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 the breastplate of righteousness. And, and the, the, sar, the sardius was the first stone. Now watch this. It was the first stone, but in it, isn't it interesting that it's not the first stated in the scripture? It says that Jasper, he who sat there was like a Jasper. That's first mentioned, right? And then the sardius. I want you to understand that the sardius is the red stone. The red stone. It, it, what do you say? The, the red stone represents, represents redemption. It represents the blood. It's very simple. The red stone represents the redemption through the blood of Jesus Christ. And then the jasper stone is the last stone in the ephod. Now, we can go into depth here, but if I go into depth, we will not go anywhere else today. But I want you to understand that the last will be first. And the first will be last. What are you saying? He's the alpha. He's the omega. He's the beginning. And he is the end. And then we see that there's the emerald. It's like the, the gems, the flashing, the glittering, the glory. All through scripture you will see uh, uh, different symbols and terminologies in scripture. Cloud by day, fire by night. You will see the brilliance of colors and see the enemy wants to pervert that. We can see that the rainbow, you know, the enemy's taken that as his own, but God created the rainbow as a covenant of his promise to you. And if you look at the rainbow in our present time, in our world, it has six colors. Why? Because man made it. But this has seven. Somebody say completion. 
God always has one up on the Lord. Amen. And so we see here that God is trying to say something to his people. We see that verse 5 tells us that there is the preceding lightning and thundering that's, that's happening. The emerald is like the gem flashing glitter. Uh, sparkles is found in, in this place. And I want you to understand that the emerald uh, represents some things. And I really want to just uh, talk about this just for a few moments because the, the emerald represents, uh, it, it represents the emerald improvement of my thought process it was the the emerald was when the priest was operating from the time uh, from the point of intercession you remember when David put on the ephod and God showed him what he was to do gave him direction why because the Holy Spirit will enlighten you when the enemy is trying to bring chaos God will bring clarity are you hearing me right now so God wants to bring revelation in this hour see we are still holding on to what he's revealed in past and, 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 and uh, refreshings, times of refreshings, but God is, is wanting to bring a fresh refreshing of his revelation to you and I. How does he do that? I must hear what he is saying, then I must get into what he's saying and start saying with him what he is saying. The Bible says that this, this, this. If you go into research, the priest, uh, this, this thing would also be able to foretell. I don't know if you realize this or not, uh, but God is a God that that foretells. He he prophesies things. The Old Testament prophesied the New Testament, and then we shifted into what God had promised, what He had declared. Everything they said was false came to pass. Hallelujah! They told Isaiah he was a false prophet, but now we hold on to everything thing that he said. And verse 5 tells us that this was a powerful moment that there was proceeding lightning and thundering and sounds and wonders and activity and movement and the seven lamps of fire burning. That sounds like a boring church, don't it? No, it was movement. I want you to understand God is a God of movement. And when he speaks, it's not setting still. Uh, when he speaks, things are moving. When he speaks, he's moving on your behalf. When, 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 when uh, prophetic uh, praise and worship leader, pastor, whatever you want to call Caleb, when he's up here declaring, when he's worshiping, when he's prophesying, God is moving. Are you hearing me right now? As Eddie is playing those drums, he's not just playing a little tom-tom and a little cymbal, but he's praising the Lord on those high cymbals as Psalms tells him to do. And as he's playing a sound, God is prophesying over your future. He's prophesying over your destiny. It's not just a noise, but it is a sound. I want you to hear me right now. So there is sounds, there is, there is movement in the atmosphere. God is, there is, uh, there, it, it, it almost sounds chaotic, but I want you to understand it's in order. And the movement is, is so powerful because it brings forth the completion of who he is as we see seven lamps of fire burning the perfect number of completion, the perfect number of perfection, and the number represents that he perfected redemption. Hallelujah. Through the blood of Jesus Christ. He, he, he made a way of refreshing for you and I. How? Through the blood covenant of Jesus Christ. He made a way for your restoration today. Whatever you thought was destroyed, whatever you thought 
could never be put back together. I come to tell you that the devil is the father of lies whispering in your ear. He's already made a way where there seemed to be no way and he did it through the blood of Jesus Christ. He made a way of return and I want you to understand that yes, Jesus is returning one day to take us out of this place but I want you to also know that he made a way of return for everything that's been taken from you. He made a way to return it back to you. Watch this. Seven times greater than what you lost. I'm talking about that these kingdom focused thoughts, operations. I believe that there is a people moving into a greater realm. Do you believe that? Is it something that we say or is there a people in here that believe that you are moving into a greater operation of the kingdom authority of God? If you believe that, I want you to stand to your feet right now. If you don't, stay seated. Come on, somebody. A kingdom operation, a kingdom authority. I'm talking about a position of perfection. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. Not your perfection. You see, we got to get out of our mind and into the mind of Christ. You're not perfected because of your works, but because of what he's already done. You can walk in the perfection, the perfect work of God. You may be seated in the presence of God. The perfective perfective work of God. John in Revelation 4, 6 through 8 says there were creatures around the throne. If we continue to move through the scripture verse, we can see that Ezekiel talks about this. They were moving with the throne. A constant revival, perpetual revival. Every time they looked toward the throne of God, their cries were holy, holy, holy. Well, I just don't know what to say when that worship team's singing. I got a word for you. Listen, guess what it is? Put your heart right where your words are going and go, holy. Come on, somebody. Isn't it amazing that the enemy will want to restrict with the spirit of religion what God's trying to release to you? You say, what are you talking about? Well, I just like them old songs. You know, them old songs get me moving. Thank God for the old songs, but God's doing a new song. And let me tell you something, you can call it 7-Eleven all you want to, but around the throne they're saying, holy. Guess what the next word is? 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 Hey! And guess what? You can call it 7-Eleven, but you're only calling him who he is perfect and a God of transition. I wish I had somebody right now to give God praise because every time you meant to bring a curse, you're only blessing what God wants to do. Man, I feel tired enough to just get my praise on. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I have a case of the I don't care. Is there anybody that say, I'm getting ready for what God wants to do now. I'm not going to scorch through what he's already done. I want to get into what he's doing right here and right now. I wish the real Slim Shady would please stand up. Would you give God praise? Would you throw up a holy? Would you throw up a hallelujah? Would you throw up a Thank you, Jesus. Would you throw up a you're so worthy of the glory? My goodness. 
God's been trying to get us as a body, as a church, into a place of his perfection. Not our perfection, but his perfection, his purity. Because the, the sardius the source of power releases the, the healing deliverance of Almighty God. But it only comes because the blood gave us access to his pure flow. It gave us access to a prophetic dimension that we cannot get to in the natural. But if we can step up to the sound, if we can hear something that's deeper... Oh, I'm getting too deep for some people. I'm, let me get on back. Well, he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And by his stripes, I can step up into my healing. Step up into my deliverance. Why? Because there's a sound of redemption that's calling me higher. Be seated, be seated, be seated. I got way, way, way... Hey, holy. And these creatures, holy, holy. That's where I was at. Thank you. Focused on one thing. And that was to tell him how holy he was. 24-7. Seven days a week. Every minute, every second of every hour of every day. Holy is the Lamb that was slain for the salvation of the world. But I want you to understand he's not the lamb slain anymore. He's the one sitting on the throne. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I feel like preaching today. He's the one sitting on the throne. Why you still got him on the cross when he's sitting on the throne? Why you still got him as this little humble, little lowly lamb when he's sitting on the throne? Well, God placed this sickness on me so that I could suffer for Jesus. The devil is a liar. God never placed nothing on you but healing. God never placed nothing on you but his deliverance. God never placed nothing on you but his restoration. God never poured out anything upon you that was other than his refreshing rain that he released because he said it is y'all ain't hear what I'm saying I, I, I'm, I, I, can I just preach to you for a minute why are we still stuck on the cross when he said it was over are you hearing I'm not talking about don't neglect the cross don't neglect what he did but he got up from the tomb ladies and gentlemen he's not nailed to a cross any longer but he made a way of escape for you yeah, I feel like preaching. He made a way of escape. He perfected the faith. And all we have to do, real simple, believe. And then just... The kingdom of heaven suffered violent, but the violent... Come on, somebody. The enemy trying to restrict it, but I'm going to take it anyway. The enemy trying to hold it, but hey, that's mine. I'm going to take it anyway. The enemy trying to hold it back, lock it up, throw away the key, but he's already got the keys. He already took care of the lock. I wish I had somebody to understand. You got the master key. 
sit down, I got to do this. There will come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse. When, when you praise him, he sits in the middle of your worship. When you praise him, just like these uh, creatures would say holy, focused holies to the king of kings and the lord of lords, the Bible says that, that, that they would follow the throne. And everywhere the throne would go, they would follow it. And there was continual movement. And there was continual revival. Creatures lifting up their wings. And you've heard me say this, but it's so powerful. That when they would lift up their wings, the throne would, would ascend as they would lift up their wings. And all the eyes in their wings, in the front, in the back. Why? Because God's got your front side. God's got your back side. God is looking all around you. I want you to understand that as they would say holy and they would lift their wings, they would that, that throne would ascend. But every time they would flap their wings down, the throne would descend. And I just have an idea that it's because every time your praises go up, the Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. And every time you choose to praise him, every time you choose to give him glory, Every time you choose to step up to the sound, then to surrender to the noise. I'm looking for somebody in this place to step up with a prophetic praise in your mouth and lift up holy hands and say, holy, 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 holy is the Lord God Almighty. Because the creatures have to send signals down your direction so that breakthrough can happen in your midst. So that when you open yourself up, you open yourself up to the operations of his wisdom. You open yourselves up to the operations of his counsel. You open yourselves up to uh, uh, operations and dimensions of his knowledge. Uh, you open yourself up uh, to the spirit of the Lord. Uh, you open yourself up uh, to the fear of the Lord. Uh, you open yourself up to his might and his understanding and his power. What I'm saying is you, you open yourself up for his strength to cover you. You open yourself up for his honor to cover you. You open yourself up for his riches come on somebody to cover you you open yourself up for his wisdom to cover you and his glory and his blessings there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse a branch out of the roots somebody might say well pastor what are you talking about let me simplify it for you Jesus His blood, his crucifixion, and his resurrection. And because he got up, there's a sound trying to get you to where he is. Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus. And then the Bible says that the Spirit of God would settle upon him. Verse 2. It tells us that the Spirit of the Lord would rest upon him. And then it goes through the seven spirits of God. What seven spirits of God? There's only one spirit. Isn't that, isn't that like us? But what it is, is it's the completion of who he is in one spirit. Seven. Listen to this. Seven. The spirit of wisdom. Understanding. The spirit of counsel. This is in your Bible. The spirit of might. The spirit of knowledge. The spirit of the fear of the Lord. Seven flames. Why do we need seven flames in operation in our life? Because we need some stuff exposed. 
We need some stuff searched out. We need the shaft to be burned away so that the degradation and dignity of the church can ascend again so that we can burn away the decay, the shame, the poverty, the loss of self-respect in the bride of Christ. So that through the Holy Spirit, there's an alignment of the bride under the mighty perfection of God's mighty strong hand. So that in him, you will be perfect and complete. Lack, I'm just speaking scripture to you, ladies. Perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Why would God tell us that we could walk in it if we couldn't obtain it? There is coming a day when the trumpet of God will sound. And the dead in Christ are going to rise first. And those who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. There's a fire calling us higher. I heard God say that in my spirit there's a sound of truth released by the fire that's calling a people up. We've been staying in a low place because of our conditions and our circumstance. But if you can hear the sound... You will be as the three Hebrew children who said, I'm not going to bow to circumstance. I'm not going to bow to society. I'm not going to bow to man's agenda, to man's applause, to whatever the cause in this world. But I'm going to stand for him. And I may be thrown in the fire, but there's a fire greater coming in with me. Come on, somebody. I'll fight fire with fire. I know the one who designed it. I know the one who created it. I know when it gets on the top of my head, I can't contain it. I know when it gets in my feet, I can't stay still. I wish I had somebody understand that the fire, whether it be your circumstance or the fire that comes by the revelation knowledge of his word, it's working on you. It's shaping the container. I wish I had somebody understand that you're just a container that's getting ready. You're getting ready to move in dimensions and dominions you've never moved in before. I'm telling you the devastation only moved you and propelled you into the dominion of God. Your devastation tried to destroy you but I, it's propelling you. You weren't created to stay. You were created to move. You are a royal priesthood, an heir of salvation. You have royal blood flowing through your veins. This is a specific people that God is talking to. In time, intercessors who've been calling upon the Lord. I'm talking to you right now. You are to experience great and mighty things. Why? Because when he calls, you call. And then there's a nearness that happens. There's an exchange that takes place. There's communication as you get close to one another. And the Bible says as you draw nigh to him, he's drawing nigh to you. Those who have chosen to go after his presence. Those who chose to follow the cloud like the Old Testament picture. We're just doing it in a New Testament way. We're following the presence of God and the presence of God. However it goes, wherever it goes, Lord, whatever it is that you want to do, I just want to be in line with you. Whatever you're doing, I want to be in it. If you're not in it, I don't want to be a part of it. Come on, somebody. And something can sound good, but it may not be of him. 
That's why we have to be in tune. That what God is saying, we have to have our ears ear, uh, attuned to the Spirit of God. We have to have our, our heart prepared to receive everything that He wants us to receive in this hour. Somebody shout move because you're not going to do it setting still. You're not going to do it setting complacent. You're not going to do it setting comfortable. And God is tired of comfortable Christianity. God is saying, I'm ready for the church to move. I'm ready for the church to groove. I'm ready for the church to get some gumption and then they'll move into some unction. I need a church right now that you understand that there's a prophetic mandate upon this house and it's not going to be released with me patty cake, patty cake, baker's man on my little chair. But there's somebody that understands that when I leave this place, the presence of God is leaving with me, going in my car, wherever you are, God before you. Those who have chosen to go after the presence, they're going to move in this hour. They're, they're coming from the prophecy to the promise. You will come from the place of prophecy, what God has declared over your life. You're going to move from the prophecy to the promise. That's what God was doing with the children of Israel when he gave them a cloud by day and a fire by night. It would be over in this location one minute. It might stay for a little while, but he was teaching them to be led from the prophecy to the promise. Come on, somebody. From their sick place into a place of healing from their place of poverty into a place of prosperity and I come to tell somebody that God didn't God didn't go to a cross and conquer everything for you to stay in lack God didn't go to a cross and conquer everything for you to stay hooked up to a machine somewhere but I'm here to tell you that he's still a miracle worker he's still a promise keeper What are you saying? We have to start operating as a body from the finished place. If he did it, it's already done. I said if he did it, it's already done. If he did it, it's, he's already saved your son. If he did it, your daughters are coming home. If he did it, refreshing is about to pour out. If he did it, he said, I will fill those who are hungry, thirsty, desperate. And God doesn't want us to be so comfortable in our convenience. He's saying, shake off things. Shake off the things that constrict you. Shake off the things that have bound you for years after years after years. Shake off the things that's trying to pull you down. God is saying it's time to shake it off. It's time to shake off familiar and step into your future. I'm going to say that again. It's time to shake off familiar and step into your future. And I pray this stage gets brand new again. Come on, somebody. I pray that this proclamation gets brand new to you again in the name of Jesus. Because I don't want to have to walk out of this place and shake off the dust off of my feet. 
Y'all didn't get it. <laughs> because God is saying that if you don't want it fresh, he won't pour it out to you fresh. You can stay dead in religion, but I know there's a hungry people that says there's a river flowing and it's joy unspeakable and it's full of everlasting glory. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care how much hell you face. I don't care how many trial after trial that you, you see, we've got too comfortable talking about through it all, through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. What about I exalt thee? I exalt thee. Come hell or high water, you're holy. Come hell or high water, you're the king of kings and the Lord of lords. No matter what I'm going through, you're the beginner, you're the finisher, you're everything in between. You're the sedarious soul. You're the jewels in my crown. You're everything, Lord. choose to praise you. I choose to give you a hallelujah. I choose to. In the valley he restoreth. And he does. But how long are we going to stay in the valley? When he's calling us higher to the door. You hear what I'm saying? When he's gave you access to victory. Why are you still down in the dumps? When he has... When he's done backed up the dump truck and got all your junk out by the blood of Jesus, you didn't have to do anything, but yet you still sitting in the driving seat of your junk. I wish I had somebody right now to understand that he's already taken care of it. Well, I'll just sit in this church for a little while and see if it suits my fancy. Well, I might just jump over here. Something new's over here. They're doing a new thing over here. And you still dead. I'm not talking to you. I'm just preaching right now. And you still full of nonsense. And you still full of bitterness. And you still full of struggle. And you trying to blame it on this one and that one. Why don't you start looking in the mirror and saying, God, it's me. God, it's me. I'm just seeing a reflection of who I am. Clean me up. Purge me by the fire. Consume me with who you are. The fire, the fire, the fire, seven fires. Complete it, God. Matter of fact, just lift your hands and say, start completing it in me. Purge it in me, God. Clean it out of me, God. Get the corners and and in the couches. Come on, somebody. Get behind the tables and the dressers, Lord, of my life. Whatever it is, God, those little hidden things that show up in in different moments of my life, I'm ready to get it out, God, because I don't want to miss your glory because I'm filled with my own junk. Lift your hands right now and just surrender. Shebohu satayi. You say, well, that pierce, what's called the convicting power of the Holy Ghost. That's what that is. Just in case you want to get familiar with it, let him work on you. Let him cultivate kingdom inside of you. Let him work on you so you'll reflect who he is. Rather than what your situation has made you. I'm tired of accumulating the junk of this world when it's outdated. (laughs) 
I'm tired of the unnecessary clutter. I'm tired of it. And God is saying it's time to shift. It's time to remove it. It's time to separate the useful from the useless. It's time to separate the valuable from the vague. And God is saying it's time to get rid of the accumulating stuff. And we'll never do it in our own strength because we're full of flesh and bone. But if we'll step up to the sound, if we'll step up to the Spirit of God, if we'll step from one dimension to another, something is about to shift and some things are about to be left behind. The picture that shall be is the picture that we should be pursuing. Does that make sense? What are you saying? Because one of these days I'm going to leave some stuff behind. So guess what I'm going to do now? Leave some stuff behind. Everybody stand to your feet. I feel the shift. And everybody else is in line with that shift. What if God's moving and we miss it? Because of where our mindset is. Think about that just for a few moments. Because you're only moved by what you think. Even right now, you will move in one direction or the other based on the way you're thinking. Are y'all hearing me right now? Because your mindset, if you're in the spirit, if you're in the spirit, will move you. But your mindset <laughs> in the flesh will manipulate you. I'd rather be moved than manipulated. And I will go as far to say as we don't know the difference anymore. We don't. But I say, God, help us discern it. Help us to hear you. Help us to dust the word off, dust the dust, shake the dust off the words of our life so that we can walk into our destiny. Before the foundations of the world, I'm going to make it plain. God has a purpose for you. Can I tell you that? Before the foundations of the, of the world, God had a plan and a purpose, and it wasn't to harm you. It was to prosper you. I want you to turn your neighbor and tell him you're, you, you're prosperous. Tell him you're a kingdom carrier. Tell him you're the head, not the tail. Help me preach. You're above only and not beneath. You have royal blood flowing through your veins. We forget who we are. And God didn't allow you to fit in because you weren't supposed to fit in. You were created to carry the change. And you can't carry change giving in to the culture. And I know y'all think in the world, I'm talking about a different kind of culture. A culture created from the Christ-like. I'm ready for it to change. Guess where it changes? Not me looking at you and all. Oh, he, he, he's got full, he's full of this, he's full of that, he's full of the devil. If you're saying that all the time, maybe you need to look in the mirror and say it. 
There's a difference between discernment and, and criticism. Sorry, I don't know. This is Holy Spirit. Don't get mad at me. You have to take it up with him. Because this ain't in the note. This is in my gut. And sometimes your gut will give you what your mind will tell you to turn away from. Your gut's the only thing that'll say go and stop. And if your motive is not for his majesty, then you better surrender it this morning. Are you hearing me? I want you to hear me, not because I want you to hear me. I want you to hear him and his word, because if you'll hear his word, there's a transfer that's about to take place. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying, now I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now, if I've ever known anything in my life, I know that God wants to transfer an anointing to you right now that you will go out on the street and you'll cast out devils and you'll lay hands on sick people. You still believe it? And they recover. Well, how is he going to do that? He's got to purge me first. He's got to purify my heart. Created me a clean heart. Because if I'm not clean, how can I give what I don't have? If I'm not clean, I don't know his redemption. So how can I express his redemption if I don't even have it? If I'm not loving, I don't know love. In all things. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Pretty simple. Tell your neighbor I love you, even as hard as it is. Matter of fact, go to the one that you have. It's been a struggle. I ain't going to nobody. You know, it's that struggle bus, cause you said this, cause you said that. Well, they spit in his face. They plucked the beard from his face. They, they, they beat the crown of thorns on his head. And he said, what did he say? Father, my God. You want to get free? Start saying, Father. Come on, somebody. You want to get free? Lift your hands and just say, Father. But watch this. Forgive me. Ah, see, y'all thought I was going to say for them because you, you ready. Let God forgive them. They don't know what they do. Forgive me because I don't know what I do. Right? Because we love the defense, but you want to put some offense on the on the. Put some love on it and say, God, search me. Not them, search me. Because before I can infect them, God, I need you to infect me. Love's contagious. And when it gets in you, it'll get on them. My God in heaven, that's good preaching all by itself. I don't care if you clap. Thank you over there. God's trying to get us in a different dimension. You were created. I want you to say this. I'm created for his dimensions and his dominion. 
See, that's not saying that with pride. That's saying that with rights. You're a son. The earth is groaning for the revealing of the sons of God. So how can we tell them who we are if we don't even know that we are? And if I'm his son, I have the right of his blood. My God, if I'm his son, I have the right of his name. Are you hearing me right now? There's some doors I can get into because I'm who, who, who I'm connected to. And he said, there's been access. Guess what? He took his finger and he went. There you go. Sons, you have access to my throne. My door's not locked. You come in anytime you want to. Whatever it is you have need of, all you got to do is ask. Seek. And you'll find. Knock. But watch this. It's already been open. Right? So whatever it is you have need of today, I've said all that to say, access has been granted. Access has been granted. Access has been granted. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. I don't have to stay bound to it any longer. I don't have to be chained up to it any longer. I don't have to stay in the dark places any longer because he's brought me out of darkness. He's brought me out of depression. And if you have to close your eyes to know it, Whatever you got, because he told me I can't walk by what I see, but I have to walk by what I know. Sometimes I got to close my eyes because if I look at you, I'll forget what I know. Are you hearing me? So don't forget what you know. Just declare what you know. Start declaring it. Start speaking it. Because when the Bible says, what I say is what I'll be. When I start speaking the word, then the word begins to manifest in my midst. When I begin to speak healing in the face of sickness, looking at that report on that screen, no, the Bible says that and all things, whatever I ask in prayer, believing, I shall receive it. That's what we know. That's what we stand on. That's what we've built our hope on is this word. So it's time for us to start functioning from a finished place than a place of defeat. He's not defeated. I said he's not defeated. Therefore, you're not defeated. He's not on the cross anymore. Therefore, you don't have to be suffering all the time, gloom, despair, agony on me. I'm suffering for the Lord. Listen, I thank God for the suffering moments because it's the cultivating moments. But you have to understand that when you need God, you need to understand your rights. You need to understand that there's authority in the name of Jesus. We have to understand that we have access through the blood of Jesus. We hope you enjoyed this word. If you would like to hear more messages like this one, please take a second and click the subscribe button. And for more information on our ministry, please visit us at rhctn.com.